Shalom and welcome to the Jewish Mind, where the growth of modernity meets the timeless wisdom and solutions of Judaism. This lecture is titled, Find Emotional Bliss, Creating a Love and Fear That Won't Hurt. Feelings is the word that brings us at times such joy and at times such pain. At times we feel so gifted for our frontal cortex, opening up for, for us a plethora of feelings unavailable to any other creature in the universe. And at times, we feel so cursed by our capacity of feelings and wish that we could be nothing more than an intellectual droid. In the mystical teachings of Hasidus, the gift that only the human being possesses is not that of higher intelligence, but of higher feelings. The gift of the human is the knowing heart in which all of his higher intelligence is translated into tangible feelings. The depth of the human journey is to bring internal peace between that of the mind understands that which the heart cannot feel and the heart feels that which the mind cannot perceive. Feelings are where the actual reality of the human experience takes place. However, the dark side knows this secret and knows of the power and manipulation that will be theirs if they can just get control over our feelings. Just ask any dishonest salesperson who looks not for the beauty of human exchange of equal benefits, but of manipulating an emotional customer to serve his sales quota for the month. Feelings are the heaven and the hell of each and every human being. It simply depends on whether you maintain emotional bliss or emotional chaos. In this lecture, we are going to journey through the human emotions and find emotional bliss. Let us begin with understanding the human emotional infrastructure according to Jewish mysticism. There are three primary emotions of which all others are offshoots. They are love, fear, and compassion. They form a triangle in which all forms of revelation, benevolence, and sharing comes from the right side, love, and all forms of strength, justice, and constraint come from the left side, fear. One may see it as the emotions of grace being on the right side, while the emotion of truth being on the left side. Both are equally good and godly, and both can lead to perversion and misery. The first two points of the triangle are parallel, and the third point of the triangle is in the center beneath the first two. The third point is where the two extremes of the upper two points are introduced to humility and compromise, in which they both learn to coexist. This then forms the emotion of compassion. Love says to be open to and to give without limitation what we give with what the, emo with what the recipient deserves, while fear says to only open up to and to only give what the recipient deserves. Compassion brings both together with an inclination towards love. In other words, compassion makes it clear both to itself and to the recipient of what the recipient deserves and what the recipient doesn't deserve, and what is given to the recipient of what the recipient deserves 
and what the recipient doesn't deserve, and what is being given freely with grace. The very clarity makes the openness and the giving a healthy transmission protected with clear boundaries. There is no perverse manipulation of, what, you don't trust me? To which the answer now is, no, I don't trust you any more than the trust that you have earned by me. However, I am graciously extending to you beyond what you deserve. That's compassion. These three primary emotions of love, fear, and compassion are the emotions that exist within ourselves as we exist to ourselves. These pure emotions are not dealing yet with the challenges of the outside. There are two more layers of emotions which then bring whatever these pure emotions within self of love, fear, and compassion have decided concerning the outside to the other, be it person, thing, or ideal. The next layer of emotions is endurance, acceptance, and commitment. Endurance is on the right side, acceptance is on the left side, and commitment is lower in the center with an inclination towards the left side. Love, fear, and compassion live within the protected and controlled environment of self, in which there just exists a hologram of the other, which in itself is, a, is completely drawn and designed by us. These three pure emotions don't know how to take in consideration the perils, dangers, and challenges of reality as it exists on the outside. It is the emotional layer of endurance, acceptance, and commitment which begin to deal with the complications of the reality of the outside. Endurance is set to overcome all obstacles at all costs to achieve its source emotions decision. Endurance is love planning its course. Acceptance is set with its foot on the brake of cautiousness knowing that reality must deserve if it is to appreciate, receive, and uphold what it is given. Without this, to give openness and love is to betray oneself. Commitment is what brings humility to both, endurance and acceptance, focusing on the reality of both the self and of the recipient's capacity. Commitment is where we decide, we rededicate ourselves to make it work, and to make it work right. This layer of endurance, acceptance, and commitment still exists within self as self, with a focus on one's self getting real about the outside other. However, what we feel and hear within ourselves is still one's self thinking and perceiving the other. On this level of emotions, we are still dealing with a hologram of the other, albeit a far more realistic hologram of the other. The final layer of emotions is one of the most complicated emotions of all, kingship, which on the one hand is tangibly defined as exaltedness, and on the other hand it is practically defined as expression. The latter is easier to explain, in which the self completely steps out of self, and the hologram of the other dominates completely of how we proceed to make good on our commitment. Ultimately, if within oneself one cannot completely step aside of self and completely intangible place himself within the other, then one will never be able to successfully express himself to the other and will never be able to have a true openness and relationship with the other. The hologram of the other within us 
the realistic hologram of the other within us, must become our focus of experience if self and other are ever to truly bond successfully. Kingship as expression is where the truest experience of other within self happens, through which we, get, we then successfully express ourselves in our commitment to the other. Thus, commitment and kingship are often called the reproductive emotions, in which commitment refers to the male, the giver, self, and kingship refers to the female, recipient, other. However, bear in mind that kingship is the last of the giver's emotions and therefore ultimately is the truest experience of the other within self. The reason why kingship is such a complicated emotion is because on the one hand it is the lowest, so to speak, of the emotions, being only the transmission of everything that the prior emotions have decided and created within self already. That's kingship, the expression. Yet on the other hand, kingship is the only emotion that is so deeply embedded in the highest form of self, which is the crown, above and beyond emotions and intellects. To understand kingship as exaltedness, we need to first understand that we are not speaking of exaltedness in relationship with others, but of exaltedness within self. The exaltedness that speaks in relationship to another where the focus is that I am better than you, greater than you, isn't a true or sustainable exaltedness at all. In Yiddish there is a term of der Heuben, in which we speak of a regality that humbly shines forth from one's inner essence upon all that he does, whether it be something most mundane or whether it be something most meaningful. It is imbued with exaltedness and regality of self. Now we can understand the mystery of a kingship. For ultimately, what stops a person of being able to actually be open to another or to give unconditional love to another is a sense of insecurity within oneself. Thus it is precisely the kingship of exaltedness that makes the kingship of expression possible. That's where we have total security of self within kingship of exaltedness. Therefore, there is no problem with kingship of expression. And it is the kingship of expression that allows for us to actualize our inner essence exaltedness, kingship of exaltedness. The opening verse of our Torah portion called Vayechi is, and I quote to you the verse, And Jacob lived in the land of Egypt for seventeen years, and Jacob's days, the years of his life, were seven years and a hundred and forty years. Mystics want to know why the verse separated the seven years from the hundred and forty years. Why doesn't it just simply say 147 years? The answer is because Jacob represents the life of a godly soul descending into this world, into a body, into an animalistic soul. Thus, the name Jacob in Hebrew is made up of two words the letter Yud and Akev, Yaakov, Yud Akev, which means the soul, which is the Yud, descends into the Akev, the heel. The godly soul is perfect as is, and the only reason it descends into the heel of the universe, which is the physical body with its untamed animalistic needs and desires, is in order to refine and transform the heel, the animalistic experience, 
of a human being into a godly experience for the human being. Thus, the primary journey of life is to refine and transform the seven emotions, the seven single-digit years, which represent the seven emotions that we just discussed. Love, fear, compassion, endurance, acceptance, commitment, and kingship. The remaining years are 140, which are 2 times 70. 70 is seven emotions in their maturity state of being a full balanced compilation of 10. An emotion made of 10 is an emotion of three intellects, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, and the seven emotions which we listed and explained earlier. When these 10 are balanced in harmony, then within each emotion, then you have 70, 7 times 10. That is the level of our emotions in their maturity state. The question, however, is why 140, which is 2 times 70? The answer is that the cleansing process of the emotions in which we cleanse them of egocentric immaturity and elevate them to selfless theocentric maturity has two levels, that of higher knowledge and that of lower knowledge. In other words, the emotions of a child which lacks the humility and transparency to knowledge it was, is what makes a child's emotion egocentric, chaotic, and a road to pain. When one can subjugate his feelings to knowledge, then we have the beautiful, blissful experience of a knowing heart, rather than the chaos of an egocentric, foolish heart. Within theocentric knowledge, there are two layers, lower and higher. Let us briefly explain them both. There is a verse in Samuel's that states, For God is a God of thoughts, that is plural. The Hebrew thoughts. The Hebrew word for thoughts that is used here is deot, which is plural for knowledge. Dea is singular knowledge. Deot is plural. And thus the mystics extrapolate that within God's knowledge of truth, there are two paradigms. One is higher knowledge and the other is lower knowledge. The reason why there are two paradigms, knowledge, of reality is because God created the universe so that it can have its own paradigm of reality, which affords it freedom of choice. However, we are speaking here of two true paradigms of reality. Remember the verse speaks of God, for God is a God of thoughts, plural, higher knowledge and lower knowledge, so they are both God's thoughts. They are both true. Lower knowledge is the paradigm that every person can and must live within. It is the paradigm that I was created by God to be me. In this paradigm, there are two entities, God and myself. However, I acknowledge that I exist only because God created me and that I continuously depend upon God for my existence. Higher knowledge is the paradigm that there is nothing that exists other than for God. God is truly everything, and everything is God. In this paradigm, there is only one entity, that of God. I do not exist even as a creation of God, but as a piece of God with no identity of my own. The difference between these two paradigms is their capacity of humility. Lower knowledge can only experience humility and transparency of ego, but not of existence. I am I, but for the grace of God. 
However, with the grace of God, I am I. Higher knowledge is the absolute humility and transparency of existence, not just ego, but existence. For example, when an angel speaks in the name of God, the angel does not say, so said God. Rather, it speaks in the first person, I, God. Let us quote the verses, for example, of the angel speaking to Abraham at Mount Moriah at the moment when Abraham was about to sacrifice his son Isaac. Let me quote to you the verses. And an angel of God called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And then the verse goes on to say, And he said, meaning the angel, Do not stretch forth your hand to the lad, nor do the slightest thing for him. For now I know that you are a God-fearing man, and you did not withhold your son, your only one, from me. You see what's happening here? The angel says I, and says me, when it's talking about God. The reason for this is that an angel lives within the paradigm of the higher knowledge, and especially when it is serving as a messenger of God. And thus the angel speaks in the first person. For the angel's reality is that it and everything is a piece of God and nothing else. Humans generally cannot reach this paradigm of higher knowledge, but for the righteous, pious, and holy prophets throughout the generations. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, the one who composed the Zohar, is a prime example who was called the face of God. Jacob and the other forefathers are called the supernal chariots who lived within the paradigm of the higher knowledge. And thus Jacob lived his journey of cleansing his seven emotions, his seven years, to the level of 140 years, which means that he transformed his emotions to the humility and transparency of both, the higher knowledge and the lower knowledge. Thus Jacob achieved the ultimate emotional bliss, as he cleansed his emotions from both the egocentric chaos and even from a separated existence chaos, and all was absolutely transparent to God's will. King David, on the other hand, lived 70 years, for his primary journey manifested itself in the lower knowledge only. There is an interesting paradox here. From what we are saying, it seems to be that the higher knowledge is the paradigm that the soul can only have after he leaves this physical world, empowered by his physical performance of Torah study and mitzvah observance. Yes, the transformation of our emotions happened through the paradigm influence of Torah study and the will transformation of performing and observing God's commandments. However, to experience the higher knowledge, one would have to seemingly leave the physical world and enter into the Garden of Eden, where the soul experiences spiritual bliss. However, the truth is not so. Our mystics teach us that the Garden of Eden is only a ray of the divine light and not the essence of the divine light. So what? Well, the ray perceives that it is an illumination of its source which means that it perceives two entities, that of its source and that of itself, the ray. That's the Garden of Eden, where the ray of divine light, the ray of bliss shines, but not the essence. The essence of divinity expresses itself precisely in the physical world. This is why our sages and ethics of our fathers state, and I quote, 
A single moment of repentance and good deeds in this world is greater than all of the world to come. Even though it goes on to say right after that, and again I quote, and a single moment of bliss in the world to come is greater than all of the present world. You see, in the present st status of the world, where divinity is hidden, bliss is found only in the Garden of Eden. However, the essence is found only here in the physical world, within our physical observances of mitzvot. Thus, when Mashiach comes, all the souls that were basking for millenniums within the bliss of the Garden of Eden will resurrect in order to experience the ultimate higher knowledge, which is to be experienced only in a physical body within the physical world when Mashiach comes. Thus, my friends, the ultimate creation of emotional bliss is when we live our physical lives with the humility to do what God wants us to do. In closing, let us extrapolate from all of this how we can practically feel emotional bliss in our lives. Rabbi Shalom Dovber of Lubavitch said, and I quote, We must aspire and meditate upon the higher knowledge so that we can live within the reality of the lower knowledge. End quote. Simply speaking, Rabbi Shalom Dovber of Lubavitch is saying, shoot for the stars so that you reach the moon. In most practical terms, a person must repeat to himself numerous times throughout the day, Thy will be done. So many times when we get misunderstood and when life isn't as we envisioned it to be, we must pause and say this, Thy will be done. More importantly, we must then act upon it, Thy will be done. There simply is no other route to experience emotional bliss. However, eventually, our cunning ego will sneak up on us in one of his many disguises and entice our emotions to rebel and pull us into the dark side of emotions, which are anger, resentment, and jealousy. This is why pausing throughout the day and saying, Thy will be done, isn't enough. We need to set aside time for meditative prayer in order to connect with the higher knowledge. Hasidim of old would do this on Shabbat. Shabbat was the day for much slower meditative prayer. It is this Shabbat glimpse into the paradigm of higher knowledge that protects us throughout our week of the paradigm of the lower knowledge. This is how we bring humility and transparency to our emotions. And this is how we experience emotional bliss in our lives. Friends, Modernity offers growth, and growth comes with challenges. Judaism offers timeless divine solutions. The Jewish mind is where modernity meets Judaism.